Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 194, episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist! Yeah. A production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jack Chuggy Wonderland. Oh, hey, oh, hey, get hey, it, get it, Jack. Get it, get it. Chuggy uh, Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wear tight pants when I start to dance in a Chuggy Wonderland. Jack, Chuggy Wonderland. That is courtesy of Suburban Panic Attack uh, and Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Please get vaxxed in the U.S. Vaxxed in the U.S. Vaxxed in the U.S. of A. Woo. Uh, just, just thought of that right now. And you know what? Please get vaccinated, okay? They're even saying it on Fox News. Maybe probably cr- preaching to the choir on this podcast. But if uh, please get the word out to everybody, you know, if you can. You know, it's it's we're starting to see the numbers, and it, you, your, your shot looks better if you're vaccinated. I'm just waiting to see, like, what the effects are, you know? of of the vaccine i just want to like make sure you know maybe give me like a couple of years just to make sure see see what the effects are because okay, like i'm okay. i'm all about the scientific process bro and so like i gotta see <laughs> oh how... no and you're and you're a scientist no but like i so i saw this thing on on uh facebook actually where they were saying oh, that okay. like this Go girl on. got the vaccine and then her heart stopped for like 15 seconds dude Whoa. Yeah. Follow-up question. Do you listen to Joe, a lot of Joe Rogan? Oh, man. You listen to Rogan, dude? <laughs> no, oh, man. Rogan. It's just poison. All right, bro. Yeah, I guess I am kind of a scientist when you think about how much Rogan I've done. Like, I actually did the math, <laughs> and the hours of Rogan I've listened to is the equivalent of a graduate degree. Um, you know, there are there are people who really believe that, too. <laughs> the most frightening shit. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat uh, by the very talented hip-hop artist and host of the podcast, Waiting on Reparations, who at the age of 26 ran for and was elected athens Clark County Commissioner in Athens, Georgia. She took the oath of office with her hand on a copy of the autobiography of Malcolm X. She's there a community is. organizer and a PhD candidate in linguistics at the University of Georgia, where she uh, also finds time to be a graduate teaching assistant. Uh, whoo! Please welcome Mariah Parker, a.k.a. Lingua Franco. Hey. Yo, what's good? What's what good, my people? Happening? It's so good to be back. Yo, it's so funny hearing all my titles and things to do. I, I feel tired Damn. just listening to them. I'm exhausted. And I, 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 and I, I do the things. Yeah, I got so, so intimidated. Like, it's really not all, it's really not all like that. It's not, it's not that cool. It's, you know, it's oh, okay. Oh, you're humble. Cool. <laughs> I see you. Okay, Kendra. I don't. I don't believe that you don't think it's that cool. It's pretty fucking cool. It's yeah. fun. Got a lot of stuff yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. How how much longer do you get your? Do we call you doctor? Well, what's funny is, so I was supposed to graduate in August, and mm-hmm. this is new since the last time I was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm having a baby. Whoa! Congrats. Next month, in fact. And so my Are you plans serious? of uh, finishing my dissertation over the last eight months didn't happen. Okay. Uh, so uh, we gon' we gon' get out of school when we get out of school. I don't even okay, I don't yeah, really yeah. know it no more. Wow. It's cool. Okay. But yeah. So uh, yeah, life comes at you fast. <laughs> yeah. <That's awesome>. yeah. <laughs> Suddenly but I'm yeah, like, yeah, how's it? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, bit. I'm 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 about to be a mother. Oh, great. 
Wow, it's been that long. It's huh? been that long. Isn't that crazy? I know. I'm like, in this whole time, you're going to come back. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm a mom now. Like, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, surprise. Add that, to, add that to the resume. It was good. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. But, yeah. So, well, congratulations. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. What's what's good in Athens? How, how's in everything Athens? down there? Mm. Ah, the the verdant greens of the many walking trails. One thing in the city government we do really well. You know, we might be struggling up against Brian Kemp in the state law a lot, mm-hmm. but mm. we build some beautiful parks out here. Hey. There's plenty of open natural spaces for the people to rewind, unwind, rewind if they want, if they need to reflect on their lives. <laughs> to frequently we do. can all use that. Yeah. And uh, get some sunshine. Get a little What's the best park in Athens? If you say this is the pride of Athens in terms of our outdoor the spaces. jewel of Athens. got to be Virginia Walker Park. And I'm not just saying that because it's literally right behind my house. I promise. But mm. it's got mountain bike trails and then like concrete trails. So I'm gonna be pushing a little baby stroller out there on the yeah. little on the little concrete path. You got little like hiking trails. Mm. That becomes got, so they, important so, when mm, you so yeah good. having a place to walk with the baby is so yeah. Do y'all so get outside? Many. Do you all enjoy uh, fresh air, sunshine? Y'all get outside enough? Yeah. What the hell? See, LA is so messed up because we don't actually properly tax anything out here. Mm. I'm looking at your parks and I'm like, what is this Disney World? You have <laughs> rugby uprights for rugby? I'm like, the fuck? What is this? Splash pad. Got splash oh pads. You love children. to see it. You love to see it. All right. Well, yeah. Walker Park, here I come. I'm reading uh, The Power Broker, the biography of Robert Moses, and he's just getting to the part where he starts building some parks in New York City for and, and like on Long Island and by like he has to take over land from you know the Bezoses of the day it's pretty cool it's, it, nice it's, gives you a good happens. appreciation for uh local politics before he turns into a racist piece of shit later on but you know mm. it's pretty you know? pretty cool uh pretty cool book it's also like a hundred hours long. Uh, I'm, I'm listening to it. So it's, Lord of mercy. Yeah. Dense, dense. All right, Mariah, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. So Jeff Bezos left the planet in a giant dick. Uh, people yeah. were kind of already over it the second it happened because, like, the way social media just churns through jokes, it's like, yeah, somebody made that joke 20 jokes ago, but... I, I just want to take a moment to stop and appreciate how much that thing looked like a dick that he yeah. was trying to just really fuck out of space in. with, like just really bearing out uh, any any <laughs> arguments that this whole thing is a rich guy dick measuring contest. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the picks for the January 6th select committee. The Republicans are not really uh, doing the good faith effort in uh making sure they have people who are actually interested in the truth. Uh, we're going to check in with Sean Hannity. We love to check in with this guy, our man on the street when it comes to uh, <laughs> vaccinations. We'll talk about this new Texas Senate bill that got rid of the requirement for teaching that the KKK is morally wrong, among other things. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Tokyo shit show. All of that. Plenty more. But first, Mariah, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? So I, my last search was CIA intervention in Latin America. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never heard and of such a And here's why. Thing. And so the context <laughs> is that 
So on my podcast this week, which comes out Thursday, we talk about a 2004 mockumentary by the name of Confederate States of America, in mm. which it's imagining the Confederacy had won the Civil War and they proceed to then uh, implement slavery across the United States. And they actually go and conquer Latin America as well and implement slavery in Latin America. And one of the things that's really interesting about the film is that the, the, it, it's, it's like it's supposed to be funny, like, oh, haha, wouldn't it be hilarious if that happened? But that does have really strong historical parallels to like things that really did happen. So the whole thing about like conquering Latin America is like if you look at the amount of meddling the United States has done in places like Chile, pretty much like every Latin American country yeah. with regards to like regime change with democratically elected governments, we, you know, it's it's not too far-fetched, not too far from the truth. And so uh, I, that was the last thing I searched this morning for a little additional research for my mm. my show this week. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, we, we bring that up a lot, given what was happening like in Haiti and exactly. just, you know, how many mercenaries are trained by the U.S. Exactly. government. Yes. And we talk a lot about the School of the Americas and yep. how now it, they've they've wonderfully rebranded it as like the school for like Western cooperation or some uh, stupid yeah, euphemistic name you. rather than assassin date, like summer camp. Assassin yeah. summer camp. Yeah. You think we all know? Yeah. What? yeah. In <laughs> Cuba, exactly. Exactly. when there's like a protest for like a protest for bring capitalism here, give us a democracy like that takes over the, the media. But in Colombia, when there's, left-wing activists protesting and getting murdered in the streets we don't we don't talk about that didn't even happen i don't know yeah, about. yeah might as well real. not happen yeah don't talk about embargoes or sanctions either when yeah. trying to give any kind of context to any country that's you know being destabilized by the u.s with yeah. their foreign policy yeah. and they're like oh my god what's happening over there in that place yeah. where we cut off all the flow of supplies and things yeah oh my gosh. how could this possibly be it's should like in troops should we send, <laughs> send troops yes we get on the boat and go <laughs> it's like those old school movies where, or I guess not movies, but it's the only place I've seen them, uh, like battle strategies where they just like cut off all supplies to a town. And then it, if instead of that just being a straightforward military strategy, they were like, man, your king is really fucking up by not getting you guys enough food. It's just like, Weird. yeah. Weird, yeah. Maybe off with his head, huh? Right. I guess. <laughs> off with his head, am I IDK, right? like, I guess off with his head. I don't know. We got all these hamburgers just sitting here. I mean, we love to share them with you, <laughs> but this pieces. king you got is so greedy, huh? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Y'all ever had a happy meal? <laughs> <laughs> Peru just elected a leader who's like a outsider leftist. Oh yeah, Pedro Castillo. Yeah, I just had the thought like uh, he's I mean, in danger. Yeah, he's in danger. Oh, yeah. Like somebody oh, yeah. needs to Lula, protect him. Lula da Silva running for president in Brazil. He's in danger. Yeah, oh, yeah. all these cats better have like six security. And right. even then, like they need to like re you really need to check their search histories and they yeah. like you know. See, yeah, check their CVs. Did they did they spend a summer at the School of the Americas? Yeah, what is this <laughs> sabbatical you went on? You went to summer camp? What kind of summer <laughs> camp was that? Oh, oh it was just sort of near Fort Bragg. It was <laughs> Fort cool. Bragg is chill. Yeah, there were like, like rope crafting. swings by the lake and then, you know, monkey bars that we would climb on with our AK-47s and, well, I guess and not like AK-47s. explosive devices oh. and, uh, those, um, You guys really take know, me back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those were the times. days. Yeah. Had to sabotage a single engine uh, plane. Um, <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Mariah, what is something you think is overrated? Man, a precipitation. Bruh, <laughs> I just told you about all these beautiful... 
lush green like gardens and rolling hills though i generally every day i'd be out walking i'd be out walking for like three hours a day just listening to podcasts getting caught up on phone calls for politics whatever and the the rain just completely thrown off my day today completely you know Mm. what i know we need thriving ecosystems duh (laughs) whatever you know the plants but i just i just want to go on a walk man and i can't because it's because it's just torrentially pouring out there today yeah so precipitation i'm saying it and you know there's that flooding in germany that killed like 150 people so that's yep. real. Yeah. So it's a real shit, and we need to like really watch it with the precipitation. <laughs> precipitation, yes. Uh, right now, but yes. for real, that shit. I mean, it's not just it's not just ruining my day. Apparently, ruining a lot of people's no. day. And then horrific out here. Yeah, we might as well be on a different planet because we are in the midst of a drought. And when, mm. when you go back wet, like my kids thought they were like when we went back east to to Pittsburgh. They just like couldn't believe how green everything was. It's just a different, mm-hmm. like it seems like you're on a different planet when you mm-hmm. when you go. Just yeah, yeah. You rather than a desert that a bunch of people forced into being a city <laughs> right. in the beginning of the last century. Right, from up north. Like a great one, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Got it. We'll live here. Where's yeah. the water going to come from? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Cut your mouth. <laughs> we'll fucking reroute the Colorado if we have to. Yeah. yeah. Did, Did they ever get it, around to that? Did they? <laughs> no, they just forgot. Right. They just kept building the city. And it's like, well, well. I mean, well, now, like, you know, the big thing is, like, all, all of the river fighting that's happening where, depending on how, if you're upstream or downstream, like, the control that certain municipalities have over how much water is flowing. Oh, damn. And, and it's like causing another thing because especially if it goes through like tribal lands too, there's like another layer of like racism and like Holy inability hell. for them to advocate for like the rivers that flow through their territories and mm, things like that. It's yeah. just a very climate change. I'm telling you, it's just it's just it, it will always cause more chaos and reveal how just inefficient and backwards many of our systems mm. are. But yeah, yeah. The, the 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 increasing stuff in Europe, I'm sure, is is very very disconcerting because a lot of scientists are like this is what happens because of our hubris which is true yeah and ain't nobody listen to them they're like oh are you sure bro it's like yeah bro <laughs> unlike our You're... friend jack no offense real scientists <laughs> phd degrees out here running around with beakers and test tubes and lab coats doing yeah. some science they know they know they publish rogan, stuff they rogan know. knows some science okay rogan <laughs> No, he's he knows how long it takes you to cho- to pass out from being in a rear naked choke <laughs> exactly <laughs> empirically yes. yeah Grand, exactly. yeah very rigorous based on your neck density trials. he can figure it out within a half second he's yeah. pushing new boundaries on like how wide a human can be at the same time like as being he he's wider than he is tall pretty soon which is kind of kind of impressive start looking like one of those mucinex characters yeah mm. yeah which that's yeah. science man you don't get that way without <laughs> applying <man>. science <laughs> a mucinex is science man that's true uh mariah what is something you think is underrated uh staying hydrated so mm. my, both of my both my both my over and underrated are both water water related yeah. Yeah. so water falling from the tips. sky very much whack drinking <laughs> from a cup First thing in the morning, like two glasses of like lukewarm, lukewarm water, especially you just you just absorb it immediately and you feel more alert. Your senses are all percolating. You ready to go out there and kick the day's ass if it were raining. Otherwise, because now you're trapped in your house and you got to get on, you know, Zoom or whatever. But mm. yes, uh, stay, stay hydrated. 
You really mm. can't. You really can't. You, more people need to embrace it. Just embrace there's, it. Don't don't shy away. There's a there. I, I remember there was like a debate for a while. Like, should it be like warm water or like ice cold water? I remember there's like a like some people nah, that being like swear nah. by like ice cold water in the morning. But no. most people were like, no, it, it, you're it's better for your digestion if it's lukewarm. But yeah, I just love ice same, water. Same temperature as you. No offense. I mean, that's cool if you like ice water. I mean, it's kind of fucked up. And same weird. temperature as me. But My yeah, you drink that lukewarm water. Like, <laughs> just, just, it's like I'm home. It like just jumps in and it's like amongst its people with the rest of the water in you because it's all the same temperature. It's like, yeah, no. there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no friction at the door. No friction uh, at the door. They're, they're not like checking they're, IDs. They're, like, they're not like, oh, this? dress code. No, it's just like, oh, what's up, mommy? Like it's you again. What's good? Looking like iceberg slim. Okay. <laughs> blend in blend in yeah i'm trying to break myself from like cold water now i just do cold ish water but not like ice water because i just i just feel like the all the old world like information like all the like uh spanish mom i lived with for a while was like thought that cold water was i actually had really bad allergies she thought that cold water was making me sick my mother-in-law from korea is like thinks that cold water is like you might as well be just like laying around in cold water like that yeah that's how my mom thinks too yeah like, it's just old like school japanese lady she'd always be like why are you drinking stuff so cold like yeah. she's like, you're gonna die and yeah I'm like, die. What? I'm like you just grew up drinking tea all the time yeah and also a child also a childhood without ice because post World War Two, but whenever I'm drinking ice water, there's always like this thing. Where she's like, she'll like shiver watching me drink ice water. Sometimes she's like, "Oh God, bored." What you sipping on? What you got? What's that brown stuff? Ice coffee. Nice. I'm yeah. also drinking black tea right now. Again. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I needed I needed some cold brew to get my my blood circulating. I like to just shock my system with like cold and then hot coffee, cold water, just hot coffee. <laughs> just. Confu it's called body confusion. I learned about yeah. it on it's Rogan. The new craze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> body confusion. That's a real thing. Like muscle confusion that like Right, right, right. To vary your workouts and stuff. Yeah. My yeah. my muscles are dumb as fuck. They're always confused. <laughs> I don't confused I don't need shit. to like torture myself to That also sounds like some brag on someone on Rogan would say, like, yo, bro, oh my god, dude, my biceps dumb as fuck. Dumb bro. as fuck, bro. <laughs> So fucking confused, doggy. So yeah, delirium. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And yeah, so I mean, this is this is old news by now. But our king god Jeff Bezos. All hail! All hail! <laughs> he left the planet. Yesterday morning in, I mean, it just couldn't have looked more like a dick. Like it literally Straight could up. not have looked more like a dick. And people it's like they tried. Does this man have zero sense of like awareness of like or wariness of irony or anything? Just like, right. Yes. Please make it as fat like as possible. And it's. Let's go. I don't know why he's British suddenly, but yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Because of Richard Branson, the last one who took off. Oh, that motherfucker. Residual yeah. British billionaire residue. Yeah. It's, but it's, I just, it's one of those things that we, our uh, online social media metabolism, we just like burned through it real quickly. But it's like years from now, people are going to look back on that and be like, what the fuck was happening? Why? Are you for real? Yeah. That's just, yeah. 
Um, the irony should have been it crashing into the earth because it would have been more of a metaphor about how he's fucking the entire planet. Right. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. We'll but see. instead, it was the metaphor you know, he was uh, hoping to appropriate, which was uh, fucking space. That's that's how space. he lets the I world like know. to believe that his engineers or whoever like got hired to build the thing were like, how can oh. we just su- the subtle fuck you? <laughs> Be like, yo, bro, no, listen. Like, the aerodynam- the dynamism of the phallic shape is the way to go. We promise. It's nothing weird. And he's like, oh, sure. Yes, 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 yes. And they're like snickering as they pull all the levers to make it go up. Because I got you, bitch. <laughs> right. You're riding Ooh, the giant dick. Yeah. They're like, dude, look at the top, dude. Look, look like a straight top. up dickhead. are <laughs> like, yeah, he's going to get in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, they're yeah. like, he approved this? They're like, yeah, he doesn't know. He, doesn't, he just threw cash at it. Who knows? Yeah. I really like that theory that they did. Because there's also the fact that he kind of looks like Dr. Evil already. And, like, there's the reference to the Austin Power spacecraft that, like, motivated a three-minute-long dick joke. And this actually looks more like a dick. Like that. Mm-hmm. The Austin Powers one had two balls, which kind of helped with the overall joke of it. But this one actually, like, just looks more like a dick than uh, that. I'm shocked. I forgot about the Austin Powers similarity. Like, c- how more cartoonishly evil could you be? There's right. like, yeah, there's like a literal cinematic parallel of an evil villain in a dick ship. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. They should yeah. honestly just like blurkle that thing out. Like it should be blurred out. Like Yeah, I feel violated seeing yeah. that. It's look, indecent. Yeah. Look away. And he actually went to the uh, space, right? Cuz he's did he actually break whatever yeah, he went the and carbon stayed. whatever dome or whatever yeah. he said to be like this is different than what fucking Branson did. He, w- I, he I went, went orbital. So uh okay. You ain't got shit. Okay, Bezos. orbital daddy, go out there and fuck this guy. Yeah, this was I, I keep thinking of, you know, when when you're a kid and you touch the bottom of the pool and then come right back up. It's like that. That's right. what this is. He touched the barrier and was like, "Wee!" Um, I, I actually have a direct quote from him. Mission control did a status check after the crew members buckled back in aboard after they got to like float around a little bit. And his quote was astronaut Bezos in my seat. Happy, happy, happy. So it's cool. Uh, it's a good. What about his clone brother? It's a the good world brother, that the, we live in. Did the brother that's a clone make it back too? Yeah, I believe so. Did they eject okay. him from the ship? <laughs> yeah, it's I just figured, out I mean, he needed in the there in void case. of space. The other thing was wild is when he came back. You know, he had that press conference and he's like, "I'm giving a hundred million dollars to Jose Andres and Van Jones." Right. Okay. To do whatever they want, and it's like, <laughs> fool, what? <laughs> and I think, again, he's like, see, I gave away $200 million. Please don't make me pay taxes. Right. Like, put, yeah. Like, roll back the guillotines. Like, I gave it to a black man and a brown man. Yes. And whether or not those people are, you know, are, uh, Jose Andres, I love his work. Van Jones, yeah, it's a little, I have a few question marks over. But if, I think the optics, he's like, this is going to be great. This is mm-hmm. going to be great. And they will decide what to do. So I don't have to be the one that decides. And just in keeping with the you know, ham-fisted, melodramatic political cartoonist who's been writing reality for the past six years. Uh, I just want to check on a couple of headlines that were trending at the same time that he was uh, going into space in a dick-shaped rocket. We had, how bad is the bootleg fire? It's generating its own weather. So that's a fire that's caused by and creating climate change. And then uh, U.S. renews public health emergency due to COVID-19 pandemic. So, yeah, that's that's 
Things are going well down here. Until <laughs> Bezos is like, why don't we just put concrete over all that stuff if it's going to burn every time? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Don't give him any ideas. What if he listens to the show? Yeah. He does. He, he is does. a fan. Yeah. He, he has. He hey, Daddy Bezos. Hey. He, he's <laughs> the finsta to always put hater comments in the thing. We know <laughs> you, Jeff. All right. Let's talk about that January 6th select committee. We're Ooh. finally going to get to the bottom of this thing. <laughs> or not. Yeah, will we? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kevin McCarthy, he has picked five men to be on the January 6th committee, because if you remember, we talked about how the formation of this committee, you know, Pelosi doesn't have to accept these five picks. They're just sort of done in consultation with the minority leader. And he's picked Jim Banks from Indiana, old screamy Jim Jordan from Ohio, Mm. and a few other people, including Troy Nails, who was a former sheriff who helped Capitol Police hold back insurrectionists during the attack. So, um, but here's the thing. Three of them also voted to overturn election results. So this is going to be a very interesting group if Pelosi accepts them. Again, she doesn't have to, but I'm sure McCarthy's being very intentional by having, you know, uh, Jim Jordan be part of that, because why would you have someone that many people are like, uh, he was like, you know, getting people fired up more, like as much as anybody that was actually a seated member. You want him to be part of this committee? I mean, I'm sure if, you know, if Pelosi declines, then they'll have their ammo to say, this thing's so partisan. Look, <sighs> they have the person who's it, who was like a insurrectionist. You just cape in for insurrectionists. He can't be part of the thing to investigate. And if you remember, the Senate Republicans shot down a proposal to have an independent body investigate because of the, you know, they're like, look, it doesn't have to be people from the Senate or whatever. We could have an independent body investigate this and republicans said that that was too partisan man so what it's 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 just a very i don't know we'll see what happens um i know liz cheney is one of the people that nancy pelosi did ask to be as part of the committee of a few of like you know many other democrats but we will see with this because the other thing is too republicans they were putting up such a fight with this whole investigation because they know it's probably going to incriminate a few members not gonna look good brian they get because they were like, oh, this is nonsense. They completely walked away from negotiations. So they gave away their power, like veto and subpoena power if they were to, if they had actually like co- committed to being part of this. So now it's just it's like, I don't know, a, a clown show. Was we'll Jim what was Jim Jordan like part of the, the these election results aren't trustworthy type shit? Like he was on he was on that thing. Oh, yeah. He's on oh, the big yeah. lie. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's a big lie supporter. He's a big old big lie. Big lie guy. Nice. Which, again, I don't know how that, how anyone could, like, that doesn't, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm trying to, like, <laughs> apply, like, logic right. or, like, trying objectivity to, to this. Nah, bro. I'm like, nah. you can't have someone who's implicated in the attack also be one of the investigators. Like, it feels like that Tim Robinson, like, I think you should leave sketch with a hot dog car drives yeah. through the thing. That's what we're trying out, to like, figure out. Who did this? It's <laughs> like, you motherfucker. This? And why are you here <laughs> being, at, leading the questions? It was you. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing they're trying to do is, you know, they're, if if these people get on, I'm sure the other thing that they want to do is hijack the agenda to make sure that they're like, well, if we're going to talk about political violence, we need to talk about the summer of 2020. Oh, right? yeah. What was going oh, on yeah. with all the George Floyd protests? That's really the thing that they want to offer as a counterpoint. But again, I don't know what you're going to see in terms of well, I don't know what the, what the truth they're trying to get to unless it's some kind of conspiracy theory. They're going to water you know, it all Soros. down. And so whatever results ultimately emerge from it, should it, you know, move forward as 
you know, in the suggested composition. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with it? Like, oh, great. Like, oh, we found we found we did no wrong. Can we move on now? Like the same way with like, you know, Trump's many crimes. He ain't going to jail. That's what'll be interesting to see what happens with, if how Pelosi plays this. Like if if she does have Jim Jordan on, whether that's just a move where she's like, all right, I know you're just trying to get me to say no to him. So you can already say this thing's a, you know, a fucking sham from the beginning or let him go in, make a fool of himself, leak that stuff. Be like, this guy sums up with this dude. We need to get him out. Actually, I don't know. But so mm. I like to be a podcaster instead of a politician. Yeah, or you can do both. Do both, Brad. Sick. Yeah, fine. Fuck it. All right, all right. What are we running you for? We start you out with city council. Uh, running, I'm running for governor, board. man. Everybody's governor. running for California governor right now. Apparently, everyone, and apparently the bar is low. Bar is low. The so bar. Oh in, yeah, the water's great. <laughs> yeah, Jack, you're running too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'll run. I don't care. I don't even live yeah. there. Yeah, yeah come through. <laughs> you can use my address to say you live there. Yeah, but there's, I feel like there's a. motivation on the democrats part like i've just noticed this with biden and like how he's talking about the infrastructure and like the filibuster reform that like Mm -hmm. there just seems to be a like they're as motivated to keep things the way they are as republicans are like they they Mm -hmm. want things to stay sort of quote bipartisan to the degree that like nothing actually gets done like that that seems to be where we are at as there comes a time man when if you are not willing to play dirty put aside decorum and all of that stuff and yeah. fight and just get yeah. nasty you are conceded to fascism straight up period point yeah. blank that's it that's it yeah and you can't and i think they're like well there may be a way that we can do the democrats version of fascism that like is <laughs> fine for people it's palatable and you can talk about it on tv and most people aren't going to get the nuance of we'll it put a rainbow on Republican it. version yeah exactly and we'll wear a kente cloth when we're in here <laughs> saying hey come through uh, you're gonna love our version come of fascism through. but like the whole thing with even with that you know like it just rings so hollow when you know biden is just like completely ignoring what progressives are saying like we will not support this other dumb fucking bill you want if you don't actually address things like paying essential workers and climate change like this isn't just going to be a roads and bridge fucking deal here like we have real shit that has to be addressed and the version like and it's starting to ring hollow too along with the increasing threat of this just some just ridiculous cynical undemocratic play that the republicans are trying to make in every state house of them just sort of acting like oh this is so bad it's like well then do something it like feels like the bit that i'll do jack we used to go to lunch and i'll be like Oh, I forgot my wallet <laughs> when the bill comes and you're like, uh-huh. oh, man. And you're like looking around to see if people are buying your bullshit. <laughs> it's so, clearly such a bullshit thing. And that's how I feel. And every time I hear Chuck Schumer or Biden talk about right. the difficulties they're having while at the same time being like, we need to pass this bill. It's like, well, if you know that, then you know what the fuck to do. God damn it. So it, can, bro. it sounds like you don't you don't have your wallet because you don't have money. And you don't want to pay. You don't want to do anything because you don't want to change anything. Right. All right. Let's talk about uh, Fox News' continuing evolution. Like, they must have gotten a like a cease and desist or something. I don't know. I feel like there's no. like something legally has changed because suddenly, suddenly they are open to admitting that vaccines work. 
Yo, well, you, you, did y'all see that uh, reporting from Ryan Grimm of The Intercept, which showed that Fox News required is like a, has vaccine passports? Vaccine passports, yeah. To work at Fox sta- News. Exactly. You have which to is interesting. upload that you got the vaccine. And if you didn't, then you got to like wear a mask or social distance or stay in office by yourself. and Negative l- tests and all that. A yeah. negative test and all of that after all of the shit they've been saying. And so I think they're like, whoop, we got to cut, guys. And like yeah. now they're like, oh, actually, you know, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we fuck with vaccines, we fuck with them, yeah, yeah. I never said I didn't. What are you saying? So <laughs> it seems like there's been some overall change in direction, or at least like there are these moments where they're acknowledging right. the efficacy of the vaccine, but they'll say it like right next to some bullshit that like implies right. the vaccine doesn't work or is dangerous. Like not just like. Somebody in the morning will say a thing about getting like how you need to get vaccinated and then Tucker Carlson's show later. Like this Hannity clip comes right after he is saying some like anti-vaxxer shit. Yeah, he's he's getting angry that a university, I think it's the University of Indiana, was mandating vaccines for faculty and students because of pandemic. And then he pivoted to interviewing a young woman whose legs like went numb after getting a vaccine but not the COVID vaccine, just someone who had a vaccine injury. And this is where it gets wild. (laughs) Right after that, he says this. Just like we've been saying, please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough. Enough people have died. We don't need any more deaths. Research like crazy. Talk to your doctor, your doctors, medical professionals you trust based on your unique medical history, your current medical condition, and you and your doctor make a very important decision for your own safety. Take it seriously. You also have a right to medical privacy. Doctor-patient confidentiality is also important. And it absolutely makes sense for many Americans to get vaccinated. I believe in science. I believe in the science of vaccination. (laughs) Bro, what? Yo, blink twice if you're being held hostage, Mr. Hannity. (laughs) That's what I was saying. Like it sounded like he was. That did not sound. And also the thing where he said, like we've always been saying, like Mm -hmm. we've been Uh, saying, like bitch, uh, you ain't been saying Mm -hmm. what the fuck. No, what? That sounds like something you're trying to get like out there just so. Like if there's a trial, you can say like, "Oh no, no, I went on my show Play and the clip. I am very Play much, the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like I've always been saying, we've always been saying, or some people at the network have been saying. So that's been like a huge. A lot of people were like, "This is a big head scratcher." But to Jack's point, it's not always the same thing. It's not consistent throughout the day, because then, like, to your point, Mariah, like the news about the vaccine passport came out and that they're enforcing these same sort of draconian policies that they scream about on their shows. And also the thing is that, like, it's very likely that many of these people, if not all of them, are vaccinated. They're just not acknowledging it publicly. And but but again, before we give Fox like a round of applause for having a change of heart, I just want to check in with Brian Kilmeade. Who, if you remember when we played the clip from Fox and Friends yesterday, when Ducey on Fox and Friends was like, hey, I believe in the vaccine, like kill me. was like, yeah, whatever. He had his own little opinion segment that he did. Keep in mind that Brian Kilmeade is vaccinated. OK, and listen to this take he has. So let's get this straight. Ninety seven percent of covid hospitalizations are unvaccinated people who, by the way, made their own choice not to be vaccinated. And if you need a reason to get vaccinated, I guess you just got one. But since when do we count on the president of the United States for health care advice? Let me answer that. We do not. 
But that isn't stopping him from offering us his unsolicited, unscientific input. Huh. Okay. Um, I, I think you were like all preaching about hydroxychloroquine at one point because the president. Yeah, said, speaking of your unscientific ass opinions about shit, right. Dr. Kilmeade. <laughs> Which is wild. Essentially, like his point there is that, like, hey, man, if these motherfuckers want to die because they're not getting vaccinated, that's their choice. Like, his, yeah, I'm not give sure you a what... reason, but no. What? Like, huh? So, uh, Okay. Well, um, Media Matters was doing like a like, you know, they looked at sort of just, you know, all of the mentions of vaccination and like what the takes are, takes are. And they said around 57 percent of the stuff that you heard on Fox News when it was talking about vaccinations was, was like anti stuff, you know, was mm-hmm. just sowing more disinformation or doing the thing where they just pose these questions like Tucker Carlson does. Like, I'm just merely asking mm. if it works all the time. And if it does, then why aren't more? You know, what I mean. Just that sort of cynical journalism. I mean, journalism. Yeah, just not even journalism. Just shit yeah. hot takes. Unfortunately, I feel like even the positives that they're squeezing in there for whatever reason, whoever's holding them hostage with like sexual assault, like revelations, they're <laughs> like, yo, I'm panning. Right. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them right. what you did if oh, you don't start talking about the vaccines. Mm. He's like, like, like I'm getting I them all just, right now. All three. All three. Yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, it's just too little too late, bro. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're just continuing to intersperse it with scaremongering, fearmongering, and it's just like it's easier to like see that and be like, "Huh, that's an interesting take." Like when they're like promoting them, and then just sit around and do nothing, and just like and not go and just passively not go get it, nonetheless. So it's just yeah. like the damage has been done. They could they could wholesale change their tune now, and it wouldn't matter because those viewers would just they'd go to OANN, they'd go watch Newsmax. They just right, go watch right. whatever even loonier, more, you know, right-wing outlets are out there. It's like, oh, they've abandoned us. They've become some chumps. They've got, well, the, they've got the Bill Gates chip in them, and it's making them talk weird. <laughs> right. They're, they're lost. They're gonna... Also, they're like, uh, Siri, find my iPhone. Like, <laughs> it's like, boop, 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 boop. They're like, great. <laughs> they're like, it told you within like 20 feet where your phone was. Well, yeah. that's the tracking device. That's the tracking right. device, um, my son. But the other thing, yeah, it, it's, it's there, oh, there's a thing on OAN where recently somebody came out with, like, the wildest, like, just outlandish, anti-scientific claim against vaccines. And, like, OAN, like, was publicly like, uh, we believe in vaccination science, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, that person is, they're speaking for themselves. So it's weird how the networks, I think probably in in light of all, like, the Dominion voting lawsuits and things like that, maybe realizing that there, there could be possible uh, repercussions for just screaming that out. But, I mean, imagine how many lives would be saved saved if fox was saying this from the beginning but again like because it's all about fracturing the country like they couldn't even find a thing that would be the easiest thing for everyone to agree on which is like hey man america's in trouble the country we need to take care of you we need, we need to do the right thing because this is america versus being like i'll do whatever the fuck i want yeah but that's america now. and then you hear the stories about i mean it's like the families it's your family man it's not just like if you don't care if you live or die like oh you know right. Uh, YOLO, sick. Love that for you. But what about your fucking parents? What about your kids? What about your pets? Right. What about your coworkers and your classmates and your, you know, everybody that fucking loves you? You know, like, do it for them, people. But people just yeah. don't even care about them. They're like, I don't want to feel things. I don't want to feel. Yeah. It is a little bit of one of those, like, frog in the pot, like, where the, the water's slowly getting hotter and hotter until it's boiling, but you don't notice because... 
it, it, yeah, just when you take a step back and realize they're willing to hurt people, like they know the vaccine works, they're getting the vaccine, but they're willing to let people die in order to continue to, you know, send, send that message, bury their he- to head in the sand. make profit off an audience that wants to hear that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. could you imagine like this, ho- like there's like a terrible wave of like COVID deaths and it's like they hollow out their audience like. Would that be like the scientific experiment that they're looking at? It's like if you feed these people this diet that is diametrically opposed to their safety, like eventually are they going to reap what they're sowing in the form yeah, of like bro. just your COVID? I, I don't know. It's, it's really off dark. The people that you profit from. So maybe change your business model a little bit. Encourage those that buy the products that advertise on your shows to live. Right. What if that's what they're responding to? Like a, somebody put a chart in front of them that was like, uh, we're seeing a, a viewer dip uh, or all our viewers like, yeah. are going to hospital rooms. They're, they're just going to TVs that are in hospital rooms now. So we might need to, uh, you know, switch things up a little bit. It's just, yeah, and it's just sad, just sad the amount of people that are susceptible to misinformation, like of many different ideologies, because you get the woo woo yoga crowd who mm-hmm. probably vote for Obama three times type, you know, <laughs> oh people God. who are like out here now fully like, oh no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. But yeah, this is the world we're in. It is. This is the world. Profound, profound observations from we us. Live- I heard we live in a society. Uh, I don't remember where I read that. It could be misinformation. I'm glad you went there. I'm glad you went I, there. Yeah, I heard tell we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And the Texas State Senate has just passed a bill uh, to get rid of a requirement that said the teachers had to teach that the Ku Klux Klan was morally wrong. It also removed Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech as required curriculum and suffrage, the women's suffrage movement, civil rights, just generally like making it so that there are no requirements around the teaching of, of the history of white supremacy in this country which means that in a lot of cases, like teachers have come forward and said, I feel like physically threatened if I am teaching this as a as like my own decision, because like parents are are not wanting their kids to hear that, like in in these. Yo, communities. <laughs> this is a lot bleaker than I thought. I'm not going to lie. I like. When I heard the school boards passing resolutions announcing critical race theory, et cetera, like I understand, I like I can understand white people's resistance to being told that like they're part of the problem. Like right. I get how that hurts, honey. Like I understand, sweetheart. Like mm-hmm. that's really hard, even though it's a conversation we need to have. But like seeing its actual instantiation and like we're not going to teach about the suffrage movement, we're not going we're not going to teach about like Cesar Chavez, we're not going to teach about MLK. It's like, oh, oh no, this is a whole nother level of like, yeah. oh, oh, y'all we're, really we're trying like, to make y'all ignorant, ignorant yeah. that only history is white history and white male history. Yeah. And yeah. also like yeah. all of these things, right? It's like, you know, because one of the first things I was taught in college, like America's a white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. And I was like, what the fuck class is this? I'm like, <laughs> right, go on. And you're like, whoo. 
And then, and this is precisely it. They are trying to erase anything that would give someone the critical functions to understand the systems of oppression that work in this country. Because, like, fuck, man, we we got too loose with this teaching people history stuff that now we have to. I mean, granted, they're not saying it's banned, but they're saying it's no longer required. So then, you know, fucked up school districts can make their you know decisions that way. But yeah, it, it's it's just. It shows you like clearly that the a level of progress just in general is just such a frightening prospect to conservatives that to now even just be like, oh, yeah, we're not even teaching history anymore. Like, we can't even do that. Because, I mean, I already had my critiques as someone that studies education partially about like the limits of civics education today, where it's like, oh, they teach about the civil rights movement as if like, oh, we beat slavery, we beat racism, it's over. But, like, right. if y'all not even going to teach about how they kind of sort of started to begin to beat racism. Right. Period. Right. To acknowledge. Ooh, we yeah. in trouble. This is, ooh, we in big trouble. Like, big trouble. They're yeah. going to be like, I remember, like, they're going to completely take away stuff like, you know, maybe Alexi de Tocqueville or these other, like, nuanced things or, you know, uh, talking about MLK or WB, WB Du Bois or things like that and be like, uh, when Tom Brady won his seventh <laughs> Super Bowl children with the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, people thought that was impossible, but he had a dream. And you're like, what the way? What the fuck are they teaching now? <laughs> Somebody be raise their hands and be like, what about Serena and Simone Biles? And they get, get in school suspension. They're like, Who? Get out of here. <laughs> Do you think this is going to make history like the edgiest shit for, for teens now? Because if they're not teaching it, you know how like kids be like, yo, they're oh, not Zoomers. Oh, the yeah. real shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they're like, yo, read this Howard Zinn real quick, man. Yeah. So fuck your head right. up. Yeah, like they're the like, you're nine. on. Open it yeah. in the, in the, you know, during recess, be like, yo, I got so many pamphlets. We yeah. got them. Okay, what you want? What you need? You want some Susan B. Anthony? <laughs> right. You want some little Cesar Chavez in here? I mean, you want to know about physiognomy or phrenology? Is, yeah, kids, kids, <laughs> like, if you tell something, something's banned, something's taboo, something's not included, they're like, oh, work? They'll be like, uh, we actually just learned about phrenology in class. Uh, what are you oh, talking about? <laughs> no, but like in the, like as if it's science, right? right. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? no, no. <laughs> no, no, not like that. Not like it's that. really cool. I want to be a phrenologist, mom. <laughs> I was like, wait, what the fuck? I mean, I know about the pursuit of you know banned materials. Like I said, the original AT Aliens that had a different CD art on it. Yep. I remember trying to get that CD. Yeah. Because uh, again, kids. If you if you say there's a different version or something's banned or whatever, I I don't know. Like it's just in my mind, I just see like this weird world where kids are like, "Yo, check this book out!" Right? <laughs> it's just like it's just history. It's yeah. just yeah. history. Yeah, it's just a textbook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this uh, we had talked about like th the GOP kind of weaponizing the words critical race theory as a talking point because I I think it had pulled negatively with the base and you know they're using it to rile up the the racist but this proves that you know like mariah like you said they're they're dead serious about making this part of of the future like white supremacy mm -hmm. is a protected value of american children's civic education like that's Period. that's the goal yeah it's gonna be hard when over half those kids are not white yeah you know but, I mean, that's specifically what they're worried about, I think. Right? Yeah. I mean, because, look, it's coming, baby. Look at the demographics. It's coming. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just funny, too, because on Monday, there was a, in Missouri, they had a legislative committee, like an invite-only hearing on critical race theory. Didn't invite one black person. Huh. For this 
for this hearing on whether or not it should be taught. So, you know, this is, you know, this is where things are headed. It's it's really it's really grim. So, hey, if you're a parent, make sure that you tell your kids about the importance of history. Yeah, because every time I see this, I'm like, damn, I'm glad that's what I was the most interested in as a kid, like because it felt like the closest to watching a movie for me. Like history was easy to study because it felt like a narrative all the time. Yeah. And not like science with equations and shit. I was like, okay, right. They did that. And that made them do this. And that's why it's like this. And okay, I like this. I like. So a little bit of hope is to pass this bill passed in the Texas Senate. Does that mean that it has not yet passed in the Texas House? That's right. Yeah. Thank God. Jesus. Oh, fuck. Right. Woo! I can breathe a little bit. Lord Jesus. I was nervous. (laughs) <laughs> this is them showing their hand of like what they want to do, where they okay. where they want to take things. Okay, they haven't cool. they haven't officially. Or, uh, yeah. And then they do the thing where they then they you do the most inflammatory bill first mm-hmm. and then you dial it back and go, OK, you're right. We just want to teach that the KKK isn't bad. Right. That's it. We'll just do that one. Now compromise. OK. Right. Yeah, compromise. Yeah. We're all three fifths compromise. Partisanship. <laughs> Bipartisanship is a beautiful thing, baby. All right, let's check in with the Tokyo shit show that continues to unfold in the run-up to the 2020 Olympics in 2021. The newest bad news, aside from, like, you know, the raging pandemic, uh, is that, you know, the people who are being quarantined and, like, being forced to self-isolate are not being, like, fed they're they're like they they're stuck in their rooms like journalists are stuck in their rooms and then like there's no food being delivered to them so they're like you know starvation conditions basically yeah i mean it's it's like it's to the point where you know like the protocols apparently from the olympic committee is like if something happens then you'll be so you'll you'll self-isolate and you'll get three meals a day like brought to you Uh... so like the first day people like where's my food and they're like oh we don't we're not that's not our department and they're like, oh, we well, said that. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean that. <laughs> and they're like, well, huh. so then like a lot of journalists have had to like rely on their colleagues who are in the area to bring them food because like the overall Olympic, you know, body is not actually doesn't have a hand in that for some reason or the municipal government. So on top of that, it's just like it's bad enough that that these like journalists are like, I'm going to miss the opening. So I'm going to miss a lot of it if I'm here for 14 days. Like, I might as well have just not come here and watched the same damn TV that everybody else was and just done my reporting like that. Yeah. But on top of that, this is from the Daily Daily Beast, uh, quote, some of them say that they were exposed on the same flight that were so apparently this would happen where they were exposed on a flight and they said, hey, sorry, you're on a flight with somebody that had that tested positive. You have to self-isolate. So they said, Some of them say that they were exposed on the same flights that were carrying athletes to Tokyo. But those athletes have been told there's no need for them to isolate. The reporters say they are fully vaccinated and have returned multiple negative tests, but will spend the next 14 days locked up in their rooms regardless. So it's like, okay, how is this being applied in a consistent way? It isn't because there's enough. This also happened with the, the entirety of the BBC Scotland press corps that was traveling. They've also had to self isolate. Um, because they were on a flight that had a positive case on it. But the athletes on that flight, not so, not much. so much. Quote, the BBC has confirmed that although British Olympic athletes were on the same flight as the isolating BBC Scotland team, they are able to carry on with their preparations as normal if they keep returning negative tests. McLaughlin wrote in an article for the BBC, quote, I would be lying if I said there wasn't also huge frustration about differences in the rules, end quote. They're just so desperate to squeeze the entertainment out of the athletes so that they can 
you know, do the Pepsi commercial, sell the seats in the stadiums, get the tourist money. Well, they can't even have, they don't even have tourists, though. That's like the other part of it. It's all about delivering, you know, Toyota pulled out as an advertiser, but they still have all these advertisers that they are trying to deliver value for. So, like, of course, they have to, like, let the athletes be out and doing their preparations. But the, the journalists aren't driving, you know, advertiser value. So they're fucked. They're going to be treated like yeah. shit. I mean, it is the Olympics are the most capitalist like kind of event it's like capitalism the super bowl of capitalism uh which is itself probably the super bowl of capitalism yeah. but we're the world's fair yeah the world's fair of capitalism and it's like all these advertisers and it's just one of yet another example of how when things are off and when there's a lot of inequality and when there's a crisis situation our like hyper capitalistic kind of organizing principle that we've been going with for the past 40 years like doesn't it just doesn't work it, it's yeah. a it's a shit show it's disorganized people are treated differently based on how valuable they are to the people who are exchanging the most money like that's yeah that's all what it comes down to and it's just not it's not it can't function they have to understand like how bad even like this purported like logic is of being like, oh, the, the journalists, even if they have negative tests or fully vaccinated, we can't have them do anything. The athletes, that's fine, because if a close contact is enough to isolate a journalist, surely you don't want the athletes who you're saying were in the exact same environment to then go and pull up to the Olympic Village and just start mingling with thousands of other people, too. I don't. Even like if you're if you're if it's really about safety, then you have to actually be consistent with how you're isolating people to make sure you're limiting the spread. But again, it's not about that. And it's just so it's just like so transparently disastrous that it's just so frustrating, especially now that every like almost every country is now being like, oh, man, two players in the Mexico baseball team uh, got covid like just wherever you turn. Like the reports of cases aren't declining, especially in athletes that are yeah. about to p- compete. And I really feel like this is, yeah, this is truly emblematic of the Olympics as an organization as well. Because I remember back, what was it, 2014, 2016, in Sochi, shit was a mess. Yeah. And they wanted to blame it on, oh, Russia. And like, the, I'm sure people this time were going to try to say, oh, Japan, they fucking up. But it's like the least common denominator here is that it's the Olympics, bro. Yeah, like I'm pretty yeah. sure this is endemic to their, you know, the institution that like they're just willing to do whatever it takes to pull off this massive sporting event for yeah to you know get that get that ad- get those advertising dollars etc at the expense of human life or you know whatever anything whatever it takes to get it done sadly yeah it's uh it, it's it's really bad and on top of that too uh there's like this Paralympic swimmer who has a condition where. She's deaf and blind and needs like a primary care assistant to help her, you know, navigate her day to day situations, which is her mom. And, you know, she had a terrible experience in Rio where she wasn't able like she wasn't able to have her mom around for like this short segment and was like having trouble, you know, getting food because of her condition. And and in her trying to go to the Tokyo Olympics, they said, oh, your mom can't come because the rules are too strict with like outside people. It's like, this is the Paralympics and I need this person to even be able to get to the venue. Like, w- what's going on? And because the Olympic uh, c- committee is like, oh, our hands are tied. 
She tried to go to the government of like an ambassador to Japan to try and speak with the Japanese government. They said, oh, that's not on us. They tried to speak with the Olympic Committee. They said, oh, that's on the U.S. team. Like they can just ask for more credentials. And she's like, what the fuck is this? So she's pulling out of the games because she's like, I refuse to subject myself to this because last time was so traumatic for me. I'm not even going to do this. And how dare you have people like allow people who are dependent on the help of others to just go go up, go, like go through their lives and even compete that you're going to bar them from coming. Like none of this makes sense. So, you know, she's this swimmer is like completely said, I'm, I'm out of this, too. Yeah. So it's Yo, like that's legit. Everything just sucks about about the Olympics. And I hope at the end of this, like because of this one, especially people go, man, we need to seriously rethink this shit. Like, just put it in one place forever, and you can you can maintain your facilities rather than always bilking, like, local governments for their funds to sort of pay for stadiums and things like that. Just keep it in one place, because this shit feels like the, the monorail from The Simpsons. It truly. Where, like, you come around yeah. and be like, hey, man, if you get the Olympics here, like, we'll do this and this and this. Oh, the people will be fucked. But <laughs> the local but. the local contracting will be booming. All that for nothing. And I just... It's just like inc- I I and I used to really like the Olympics. Like I really like watching people compete who are at the height of their abilities. But like this just puts such a stupid fucking just ugh, I just can't now I'm just like off this. I will say I I don't know I saw a tweet somewhere somebody was like I need to see one of these motherfuckers like the sprinters run against like a regular person to truly understand like how yeah. impressive, <laughs> right. you know, like put me on the slalom, put me, l- yeah. dude, let me do the shot put <laughs> real quick. So I, can, I, so I can truly understand because it is impressive to watch, but out of context of like seeing how dumbass the rest of us would look trying. It's right. just like, oh, that seems pretty cool. It's sort of mm-hmm. like, it's hard to g- grapple with the true amazingness of what they do out there sometimes. But even that aside, just institutionally, this whole thing is fucked up and maybe, you know, about the Olympics. Yeah, it would be hilarious, though, just to be like, OK, for those people who don't like get the get the guy who you think is the most fit guy from your town. Yeah. Right. OK. Yeah. And we'll have one we'll have one dummy spot in the Olympics so you can just see what the fuck this looks like, <laughs> because this man will blow their hamstrings out the blocks. Yeah. So you can yeah. be like, legitimately ah! impressed by like the other motherfuckers. Like, yeah, that's why I also like with the Simone Biles stuff, because she's just next level in everything she does and I've just gotten spoiled I'm like I don't know that's the fuck Simone Biles I don't know, does yeah, yeah. I had to like a lot of people were like watch the gold medal winning performances from shit in the 80s and early 90s just so you can really understand how even then even not even comparing like an am- amateur just how far she's like progressing the sport and those always you always need those little context things have you ever seen like the measurement of Usain Bolt's stride length it's not nah, what it's so wild. Is he it only like takes a wingspan, effectively, yeah, like six feet or some shit. He takes crazy. 41 strides during the 100 meters. <laughs> like, Excuse me. Yeah. Other other like sprinters need like 48 and he he covers it in 41. Like I would probably need, you know, 80 and a break in between. Yeah. And a break, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I I don't know if this is going to happen or change anything but the head of the tokyo olympics organizing committee on tuesday so yesterday did not rule out a last minute cancellation of the global sporting showpiece which starts on friday so son yeah that guy's fucked yeah he's oh my god he's having stress diarrhea every morning every minute of every day he needs the same uh 
security detail that the new leader of Peru needs. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When that Olympic hit squad comes? Yeah. What did he do to deserve this? Like, <laughs> same thing. The Olympics, they like, had some sort of sex scandal, and they were like, oh, you want me to tell everybody what you did? And they were like, no, please. So they're like, all right, we'll go send send, send homie, send little homie out there and tell him we might cancel it. There you yeah. Go. I don't know what they're going to do. That's so infuriating to even read that headline, given everything else we've been reading and, and hearing about these games. Like, yeah, I mean, it could get canceled. I might I mean, decide that. Wouldn't it but be I can a, only kind of imagine- a nice little bit of Schadenfreude? Like y'all done all this fuck shit. You sent home. Yeah, yeah. You made the deaf blind swimmer go home after she's like the most impressive athlete, and you know all the shit with Shakari, all this fuck shit with the journalists, and it's like, ha ha, y'all even <laughs> right. go have games. I would kind of, right. I would kind of enjoy it if that happened. Yeah. That would, yeah, that would feel, that would feel good. But then it sucks for everyone else. But then you're like, honestly, it's the pandemic, and the Olympics were fooling everybody by even saying they could do it this year. So shame on them for even getting shame on them. Hope. They deserve it. Yeah, well, Mariah, it's been such a pleasure as always having you oh, on Daily so Zeitgeist. Every time, every time. Where can people find you and follow you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mariah for Athens. If you into some politics or lingua franca, if you into some music, L I N Q U A, F R A N Q A. Uh, I got a new album coming out early next year, so you can nice. see them check out something and wait, God wait damn. around for a little bit of that. It's gonna be real good, and I'm gonna have my baby sounds all the be cute baby <laughs> pictures on the TL. Come see got that. A new so, yeah. album and a new human dropping. A new album, next, a new uh, human. Yes, can't tell which months. one I'm more excited for. <laughs> but now, nah, yeah, catch me on the internet, Mariah for Athens, Lingua Franca. You can also check out my podcast. Comes out every Thursday. Waiting on reparations wherever so you get good. your podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's been great to see nice. y'all again. Thanks for having me back. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Well, actually, the, I, I mentioned one before we were recording that was funny, also weather-related. Someone tweeted, I was like, oh, every time it rains and then it's hot afterwards, and it's like, like nature's trying to steam us like a bag of crabs. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> Kobe that. Bakari tweeted, after it yes. rains in Georgia, the sun immediately comes out to steam us like a bag of crab legs. <laughs> there's no, there's no other in the history of... of, of of weather anecdotes that yeah. anything captured the experience more perfectly. But uh, other than that, I, recently I watched the former mayor of Atlanta get dunked on real hard um, <laughs> for like, he, he like planned, so he's running, Kasim Reed, he's running for mayor again. He's got all these corruption charges against him, like federal corruption, like, like proceedings against him. I don't know why he's running. But uh, so he planted a yard sign of his in like some random person's yard who like tweeted at him like, yo homie, why'd you put this in my yard? Mm. And then he was like, it's Kasim Reed, former mayor of Atlanta, tweeted at this guy like, well, why do you follow me? <laughs> and then he just got like ratioed so bad by the good people, <laughs> the good people of the city of Atlanta who were like, homie, you were vying to become one of the most powerful men in the South. Can you just please have a shred of dignity a little bit? <laughs> uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray, and also the other show, Four Twenty Day Fiance. If you like Ninety Day Fiance, come check out that podcast because I love trash TV, and I hope you do too. Um, some tweets I like. First one is from Bailey Moon at Bailey Moon Fifteen. Tweeted Susan B. Shopping Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about the suffrage movement, and uh, yeah, just that coming out. Um, and then another one from at Stan Fritz tweeted, "How do you say?" I don't give a fuck professionally. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. 
I'm thinking on it. Share your thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see some tweets I've been enjoying. Kelgore Trout at Kelgore Trout. A uh, little Kurt Vonnegut reference tweeted. Uh, my kid crying, just losing her mind as I explain why she cannot sleep with a water balloon. Uh, that just uh, really yes. struck it. So hit good. home. I have very similar conversations every night. Trey at Trey Dayway tweeted, I carry around flour tortillas just in case I need to turn something into a taco, which is just good policy. Absolutely. And Eden Dranger tweeted, I'm just a girl standing in front of the fridge wishing it was a boy. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song are we sending people to check out today? This is a collaboration between uh, this beat maker uh, who I haven't heard from in a minute, No Such Thing, um, and this Korean MC, Park Hee Jin. Uh, we went out on one of her tracks like maybe a couple months ago, but this new track, I mean, I'm really, I don't speak Korean, but I feel like I do when I listen to these tracks because uh, they just, they go hard and the production is really cool. I just like seeing sort of more forward thinking beat production over K hip hop. So this one's called Clouds by Park Hee Jin and No Such Thing. All right. Well, go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And hey, we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.